Hey, yo, Boston. Are you ready? You know what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 24 of the GID podcast. We got Jake, Kyle, Reed, and me, GID. And we're ready to bring you the best content on Boston Celtics podcasting ever. Nope. And my fucking people keep calling me, and I'm going to get pissed off. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, it wouldn't be a GRD pod episode if Corey didn't get a call in the middle of the call. He's a busy man. What can you expect? Busy men always get the phone calls. But real quick, we're going to break down this road trip, West Coast road trip. We'll take this a little bit game by game right here. First game, uh, what was the first game? It was, uh, I'm blanking on it. I had so it on long ago. Sacramento? Sacramento? No. Yes, no. it was Sacramento. No. Golden State. Golden State, yeah, yeah, State. yeah. So they, uh, Golden State. That was an interesting game, huh? What do you guys think about that easy, one? Easy W. We already easy. knew that was gonna be a one. Hey, that was my MVP pick, but uh, he ain't playing. How the so- hell? How the hell did we lose to Sacramento Kings? Cause it's just, it was a Celtics Kings game, and Celtics always lose to the Kings. You even said it, Corey. Last episode, they were gonna lose, or they, you know, they always give us trouble at least. It's what you no, said. I I was thinking that they were gonna beat them, but yeah, it just sucks. Like losing games that should be won. In that game, we didn't have Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart, so it is what it is. Or Pritchard, like for that matter, I don't think. Oh, we didn't even have Pritchard. Slim shady. But either way, Kemba shot like shit in that game, and the Celtics lost. This whole this whole trip has been like up and down, back and forth. Like tonight. Boston Celtics versus Utah Jazz. If they win this game tonight, I think the road trip is is a positive ending, and they come home, and I'll be happy. But other than that, like these games were kind of forgettable. Like I, nothing really stood out to me. Obviously, we were coming into these games without our best defensive player in Marcus Smart, and yeah, I mean, Kemba still can't play back to backs and stuff. And even when he plays, he still can't play. He's fucking shooting like shit. But in my opinion, I do think that everybody's overreacting, and I still think that Kemba's going to turn it around. They got me the all-star game last year, and people are acting like he's been out of the league for, like, five years. Like, they need to calm down. Like, he's not damaged goods whatsoever. He's going to change his game up a little bit, and he's going to fit in very well with these two Jays right now. I'm telling you that right now. We out here. Yeah, I said uh, before the road trip started that if we come out of this three and two, that I consider a success. But uh, I didn't expect to lose to the Kings. I didn't expect to be the Clippers, so I was uh, surprised by that. But uh, I think Kemba. The thing about him is he needs to go back to doing what he's best at and do less of what he's not so good at. And what that is 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 little try to draw as a foul on the three point line when he tries to stop at a dime. He needs to get more to the like that mid range free throw jump shot. Mm-hmm. So, Reed, do you think that – because I've noticed that too, but do you think that's because of his knee, like he's kind of babying it a little bit? I just think that's his place. That's his, like, style play he's had his whole career. Like, that he he could hit that shot efficiently in Charlotte, and he's that mid-range just hasn't gone away. He just takes too many bad shots. He, he gets some quality looks, but sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're not. But, like, he came out of the gate so hot when he came back from injury, then he had a few string of bad games. Fans flip-flop saying – that after one bad game, it's trade Kemba, and then after one good game, it's you guys. You guys got apologize to Kemba. It's it's a toxic fan base as a whole. The, yeah, it's like classic green teamers. They, you know, one guy has one bad game, and they want to ship him out. I mean, 
Kemba Walker, he needs to get his he needs to just get his life back. That's what it's going to come down to. Um, I mean, the guy's been out for what five months now, six months, something like that. And you know, he can't just come back and just you know be the all star guy that he was. You know, he needs to ease his way back into it. Kyle, let these people know about Kemba Walker. What are you thinking right now? Uh, get rid of him for the highest bidder. Get as much as you can. Are you serious? Come on. Come in and say like all these Celtics fans are stupid idiots, and that Kemba Walker is going to return to his All Star level. Instead, you tell me trade him. I don't think Kemba's going to return to his All Star level, not this year at least. But like, what changed so much? Like, do you think his knee injury is like lingering that much that he's like he's lost his ability to shoot the basketball and stuff? Like, we're well, talking about a guy that is. One and a half years removed from dropping like sixty points, bro. This is not like, this is not like some guy that had, got lucky one year and had a great year. This is a guy that has had like a very solid career, and he's like known for being a very durable player. Like he does not sustain injuries usually like this. Like his knee is really bothering him. He's a thirty or thirty-one year old guy. Like I think that he just needs to change his game up, and he's gonna be a very good player down the stretch for Boston. Well, you guys like won't like what I actually think about it, so I might keep that one to myself and keep no, it in the say it. The fans Spit like it. it. The fans like Spit it. Send it. Say it. You're it. right. Because we all we all know you want to do a package trade Brad Stevens and Kemba Walker for I don't even know who we would get, but uh so the reason I think Kemba's not gonna get back to that point, um when he was doing really well last year. That was when he was the number one option on Bla- on Brad Stevens' team. Brad Stevens has always been pretty hard on his point guards to where he, if you look at it, like um, Kyrie was never like a really injured player. Isaiah was never really an injured player. But with that, um, he makes them, the offense go through them and they get banged up. I mean, they hit the floor hard a lot. So with that, I don't think Kemba was the kind of player that could sustain a lot of those things. Most point guards can't. So with that, um, I don't know. I just think Kemba does not work in Brad's offense as a third option. So I don't think with this team as a third option on the team, he's going to get back to his regular playing level. Well, I think okay, when so you I, put it like that, I sorry, let me. That. It's yeah. okay. I respect his opinion, though. You could hit him, hit him, Reed. Okay. I think that with like the way that. Tatum and Brown have been like, kind of coming out as playmakers. That you, can, I think you can afford to play Kemba off ball more, and they haven't really done that. Like Tatum and Brown have been making like making some of the best plays of their careers this year in a larger role. That I don't think Kemba needs the ball in his hands so much to create, like move towards like a catch and shoot sort of deal, uh, unless he's doing his little dribble pull up. But um, I don't know. I kind of get your point, but I do see. I I think he's. I don't want to use the word regress, but I think he's kind of taken that step back to a third option, which is better than most teams around the league still. And I think the fact, Reed, to your point, that he's taken as a third third option now, it's not because that he's so on, you know, quote-unquote, like, regress. It's because Tatum and Brown have taken such a huge leap. I mean, right. I'm sure you guys saw it when, I think it was the Lakers game, the ESPN, they had that cool little motion graphic that was on the court, and it said, like, broke down Tatum and Brown's uh, points per game for throughout their careers. And, I mean, there's... They're both shooting, uh, excuse me, scoring at a career high level right now. Jalen Brown's averaging 27 points per game. Obviously, Kevin Walker's not going to be the first option when you got like Brown playing playing so well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, he's playing I mean, well, but I don't know, man. 
I I honestly like as we're talking about this, like I wonder what the locker room chatter is like, because you got to think these guys are not playing like, oh, this guy could get traded. This guy is safe. Like in their locker room, like they're playing like all hands on deck. Like, let's get better. Let's figure this out with the roster that we have. And I, I feel as though like Kemba Walker is still one year from the all-star game and shit. Like, I think we all are overreacting a, a little bit on like the past like eight games. I don't even think the guy has played 10 games yet. I feel as though like we're in a crazy ass year where like anything is going down and I think we just need to chill. Like, a hundred percent just need to chill. Like he's gonna get there. One thing I will say is this, like he still needs to like not even go back to his last year Kemba. I want him to go to two years ago Kemba and start killing teams and score like forty points a game. I think that the guy has it in him still, like he's not like damaged goods. He's not thirty eight years old. Like I think he could turn it back and we're gonna see. Definitely, but we out here. What's it's also like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's also like, what's the rush? Kemba train, so you know. Yeah, but you're like, also on the yeah. fire Brad Stevens and start Taco Fall train. So I don't know if I want to be that train, Kyle. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, Brad Stevens still has yet to win a championship, so I, my arm is still good, no tattoo yet. So we'll see. Nah, you look good on that take so far. No, nah, it's like, what's great. the rush? Though? I mean, you got probably a top five duo on your team and they're both under the age of 25 so like it's not like you teams are yeah, fans are talking about making like an all-in trade this year when your two best players are 22 and 24 like what's the rush really i wouldn't be well i wouldn't be upset if kemba like went for a pack like i wouldn't trade kemba for like another point guard i think that would be stupid i don't think you really get any better by doing that the only way i'd trade kemba is if you put him in a package with like tice or something and got like significantly better at the big man role other than that there's no reason to trade him speaking well, of like, trades though what uh, you good i mean i just i just want to stand pat on the on the big man like i really don't think that that's going to cost us games in the playoffs like i mean going against joel and beat is going to be a huge ass challenge but at the same time like i feel as though like Brad Stevens is a very good coach, and when the time comes, like, they're going to have a good game plan for it. Like, you got to realize, like, the teams that have been successful over the last, like, 10 years have not been teams that have paid big men big money. Like, so having a big man on your, on your team that's making, like, $20 million a year is not the way to success, in my opinion. Like, that's a position where you got to get, like, pretty cheap on like and you could still do well there i don't know yeah last year we ran like a center by committee and it didn't work i think that could work this year like i think tristan thompson's this been a year, major upgrade over his cancer and thompson i think has improved significantly on this road trip he's been one of the people i've been most impressed with yeah he's had a that, you, got, you gotta you gotta give your like tip your cap to robert williams like the guy is showing us a little bit this year that we haven't seen and I I'm still on the on the train of like why does this guy not play like 25 minutes a game like exactly and like I've long been on that and yeah and if we if we get our asses handed to us in those 25 minutes I want to see it like I I just don't know why it hasn't happened much like it's just annoying but 
we out here. I think it's, the Celtics have, are definitely, like, going to keep those three centers at least for the rest of this year. But I could be wrong. That'd I mean, be fine Anything with that. could happen. Yeah, that'd I would, be fine too. With that. I, think, I think that we could pummel some fucking teams in the playoffs with those three guys. That's my opinion. And, yeah, some, some series, like, Tice might be unplayable just because his, like, his play is just not what we need against that team. But that's when Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams might, like, go off. You never know. We'll see. Yeah, speaking of the big men, uh, you know, the Celtics have, there are some that they don't have. And, you know, Danny H made this clear. He said that uh, in an interview, I believe it was on Toucher and Rich on 985 The Sports, he said that they're going to target a big man that can shoot. So in my eyes, this screams Harrison Barnes from the Kings. Harrison Barnes is scoring the Harrison ball. Harrison Barnes is a big man? Yeah, he's a four. Small so, ball four. Yeah. So the way I look I at it is. he said big man. He said he wants somebody with size. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I feel like I'll saying see. somebody is a big man and somebody a shooter with size is two different things. What do you say? No, you no, you're probably right. Um, well, regardless, you. he said he wants like a four or a five that can shoot. You're right. I'm just um, being a jerk. Nah, you're good. Um, so when I heard that quote, I honestly, I automatically thought of Harrison Barnes. We saw him uh, in that Kings game. He did have a decent game against us. I believe he's averaging around 14, 17 points per game, and he's shooting a very, very efficiently. I believe he's shooting like 50 percent from the field. Uh, right around there. So he's very good this year. And that would be a guy that, you know, would be a perfect for this team. Not only does he bring that play style that Danny Ainge is targeting, he brings in a championship caliber, uh, you know, vet to the team because he won with Golden State. He was a big part of those Golden State teams in the beginning of that dynasty. Uh, obviously, he left to get paid, but he was a, de- a decent role in those teams. Yeah, when I first heard that uh, snippet from Ainge, my heart went to Harrison Barnes, but my brain instantly went to P.J. Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I think that's uh, the more realistic option, which is fine for me. Like his market's much lower. I think he's much more feasible to uh, to grab him. But I think he's just like an older Grant Williams in the sense that he'll he's a undersized big, probably a play at the four. I doubt we use him at the small ball five like the Rockets did. Grant he's only six five, but he's durable for such an old uh, player. He's playing a handful of minutes each night, and he can knock down the corner three and give us some more spacing that maybe Grant can't really provide us with. The main thing is, like, that you got to think about always, it takes two to tango, and the Sacramento Kings, they might not be sellers at the deadline. They could think, like, in their head, like, oh, we're just a player or two away from, like, making the playoffs this year, and we don't want to get rid of Barnes. And he's on a fairly decent deal, like, I wouldn't say he's on like a very good deal. I think he's making like twenty million for the next three years, which I've said in the past. Like, I do want to trade for a player that is under contract for three years to be in that window with Jalen and Jason, and build something for not just this summer, but for next year, the year after too. So, Harrison Barnes does fit the mold, but I'm not a hundred percent all in on Harrison Barnes and. We'll see what happens. Like, you always, you guys always know my opinion on trades, and I'm like, I kind of like to talk about them after they happen. I don't really like to speculate because there's like so many rabbit holes that you can go down for every single player and every single deal. It's like, I don't know. We out here, though. Kyle, what do you think about it? Well, I've been kind of quiet on this because I've been going back through 
all NBA champions of all time. And I know Corey thinks that you don't need a center, but going through all NBA champions all time. I'm not saying you don't need a center. Well, you said you don't really in need. Order to, in order to start a basketball game, you need two guards, <laughs> two forwards, and a fucking center, dude. You need a center. Never well, said you didn't need a center. Well, what you're saying, what I mean is like you're saying, oh, you don't really got to pay the man. You could win a championship with a center yeah, like Javel McGee. Javel McGee is. Uh, two-time, three-time MVP. Uh, MVP. Finals, no, three-time finals champion. And I doubt that he made more than like five or six million dollars on all those fucking teams. No, I'm but what saying, I'm like, saying is very, very, very rarely does it happen where a team wins with like at least without at least an all-star level center. If you go back through all the history, the Golden State Warriors did it. The 91 through 93 Bulls did it. But other than that, most teams had like an all-star level or, you know, Hall of Fame level center in them. That's why I think okay. it is something that's important. Okay. Okay. Who did the Cavs have? What do you mean? When? When they won? The yeah. Who did the Cavs have when they won? Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. But other than that, who else did they have, though? We have him. We have a former <laughs> player that made freaking close to Okay. And who was the power forward on that team? You can't, so Kyle, I'm with you on this take, but Kevin Love had an awful finals run that year. He had, okay, he had, he had like a bad finals like, run, but they, they don't get in that position without him, though. They had, they literally had LeBron James on the team. <laughs> okay, no, Cavaliers for one year, the Golden State Warriors, the first three peat of the Bulls. Other than that, I mean, you got Bill, you got Wilt. Uh, you got Kareem. Why are we talking about the fucking... Yeah, I'm no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you I'm go back, that covers almost three years. decades. Like, Bro, bro, I'm talking about the last 10 years. The game has changed. There was not a three-point line back then, bro. It doesn't matter. You need a center. What I'm saying is you need a good center. Okay, who was the good center on the Boston Celtics team? What do you, when we won? Yeah. I'd make the argument for KG. Perkins? You Don't can say Perkins is the center, but you need a big man, like a good big man. I'm and, so lost I mean, what your point is. No, I mean, Kyle, I know what you're saying, Kyle, but to Corey's point, no, too, right, we already have we have the centers right now. Could we have an upgrade? Sure, no. but we already have three listen, good centers. Listen, all I'm trying to say is the NBA is a salary cap league where it's kind of like playing Monopoly with your roster and it's a lot smarter to put your chips into the, into the wing positions than to pay a center like $20 million. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that it's going to bring success, blah, blah, not paying a center. But all I'm saying is like, that's a very good position that you can lowball players and get production out of them for small money and then go big on the, on the wings and stuff. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, of course, you, the point we started last you're, year. You're fucking bringing up Wilt Chamberlain and just, motherfuckers that have been dead for fucking 20 years and shit. I'm I mean, trying to, to talk your about point, the last 10 years. To your point, the last year Lakers did it, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. Those are two very good centers. I mean, also, yes, they did have cheap, A.D. Cannon or that, but those are two really good cheap. cheap centers, yeah. yeah. But anyways, going back uh, to the topics. Let's well, talk about... And, and the Boston Celtics, too. Tristan Thompson, $9 million. Robert Williams, five million. 
What's the other guy's name? Daniel Tice. Dan, Dan Tice, he's five million. Who's the oh, other guy? Uh, Rob Williams. Tom Williams. Rob Williams on a rook- yeah, Robert Williams is on his rookie deal. He's sub five million. My bad. Yeah, like two and a half. No, but uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that sell like to Target, uh, whether it's the Harrison Barnes, PJ uh, Washington, you know, whatever it is. Um, PJ, but let's PJ talk about- Tucker. PJ Tucker. Sorry, I'm sorry. PJ Tucker. <laughs> it's not good. Right. Um, no, but moving on though, let's talk about the All Star game. I wrote an article for this on LWO Sports, and the All Star game for the NBA this year. Although I would love to see it happen because I want to see Jalen Brown be named and play in the game. It's so stupid to have the All Star game. It's so stupid. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You're going to put the entire league for, you know, not the entire league, obviously, but like the majority of the league, the best are we players in the middle in the league, of the pandemic? I would argue that we are, or at least not. Yeah, we're not, we're not through it. Over. We're not through it. Nah, I know what you mean. Nah, I'm with you on it. Wait, hold on. In the sense of, okay, we are. Let, let me get, let me get, spit this out real quick. So my whole argument was that, uh, you know, yes, would it be awesome to have an all-star game? Yes, it would be awesome to have that normally all-star weekend you know, a great annual holiday in the NBA, right? The one thing, though, I will say that is that, you know, with the pandemic going on, you can't bring everybody in the league to one central location without doing massive amounts of quarantining and COVID tests and have it run successfully to have a good season in the second half. You cannot do it. But do what the NFL did. You could do some virtual all-star game. They did that for the Pro Bowl. They played Madden 21. And they elected Pro Bowl teams. Although they couldn't play, you know, players were still recognized for what they did do that so guys like Jalen Brown those first guys Devin Booker they can get uh, elected to be in the all-star game for the first times their careers but don't Wasn't Devin Booker in it last year well yeah he was in it but he wasn't he was like a sub so yes he was in it but he was a sub he wasn't elected uh you know voted in. but regardless just do it so people can get recognized for it but please for the love of God don't have the all-star game it's going to shut down the league yeah I mean if I don't really have it don't have it not our call, but as long as you give recognition to those who deserve it, then I have no problem with it not being a thing this year. It it does kind of suck, though, for, like, players that are playing out of their mind and, like, guys like Tobias Harris having a crazy season in Philadelphia this year. Like, he was going to go to the game. Like, I don't know. Jalen Brown was going to make his first All-Star game in Atlanta, which is his home city, like that's a maybe even start, deal. honestly. Maybe even start. Yeah, the people have it's him a, starting, take him off the bench. It's definitely a possibility. I mean, at the same time, like, I don't know, as a fan, like, that loves sports, I feel as though they should just play it and we out here. But at the same time, like, I'm not somebody that's thinking that this virus is like really that bad, this, that. Like, I feel like. All these healthy young players are going to be fine. Like, I would say, like, half of these players already had the freaking virus anyway, so we good. Well, Corey, to your point, though, like, yes, are the players going to get very sick and possibly die? Probably not. I mean, these are, like, you know, the they're the best peak performance that you could get as a human being. And so, right, that's probably not going to happen. But my point is, is that w- when they get it, you have to sit out. And if one person gets it on the All-Star game, you got to do all those close contact and you have to sit out. And let me say this, too. The February 5th uh, incident with Kevin Durant, but that whole craziness that happened with him, if they, they you know, sat out Kevin Durant in abundance of cautions, the league said, right? So you do that to make sure no one else, you know, gets it in golf, but if he had it, right? We, we get that. But to go out and have an all-star game, that literally counterproducts what you just said. Like, you're, you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot when you do that. You know, it makes no sense. So 
and pick a take and stay with it is my thing. If you're going to do an abundance of caution, cancel the game. If you don't care, have the game. But just, you know, stick to your point. To be honest, like, I still do not understand, like, how the NBA has not, like, vaccinated all the players. Like, it is what it is. Like, it's I'm not, not to the NBA. Say, I mean, it should be, like, it's the government thing, though. I don't care about the government. Like, basketball is bigger than the government. In my opinion, like, dude, these guys have a stupid amount of money. Like, instead of giving my grandmother the vaccine, give that shit to LeBron James. My grandma ain't playing in the All-Star game. She's not entertaining anybody. Give it to Pritchard. Yeah, let her stay in her (laughs) retirement home and let my boys go to ATL and live it up. Throw some ones at the strip club and stimulate the economy and stimulate an all-star game. I think that it should go down. That's my take. And, yeah, I don't know. Well, Corey, would you? You're talking to the guy that just went to the Super Bowl. I was just (laughs) fucking twerking in Tampa all week, acting wild. But I also tested negative, so we out here. Would would your take change, though, if you heard guys like LeBron James, Giannis, and Kawhi, and James Harden have all said – when LeBron, quote, had zero entrance and zero uh, energy to play in the All-Star game, none of those guys want to play at all? To be honest, like, I'm not saying that I would lose respect for players that wanted, that didn't want to play, but instead of that, I would flip it and I would say, okay, cool, don't, don't, don't come. Let more, yeah, that was my more, take on that, too. Let more guys come. More opportunity for players that actually want to come. And vote a couple of new guys in. Maybe Peyton Pritchard makes the game this year. If LeBron wants to be a little uh, a little cautious, then I respect it. Stay home, and Peyton Pritchard will be an all-star. I respect yeah. it. Kyle, what do you think? Can't wait till we end up with on freezing cold takes because the GRD saying vaccinate the players instead of his grandmother. How is that a freezing NBA cold rules take? over the government, which <laughs> oh. I agree. I don't disagree. I mean, at the same time, like, we're talking about a vaccine that, like, I don't know. I'm not a scientist or anything, but You're not? I just I could pass for one. I could definitely wow some people Rest with my knowledge about science. Anyways, all I'm saying is this. I feel as though the league should have already like vaccinated the players and we should have already been voting these players in and getting uh, all-star jerseys and shit like that. Like, I'm just a fan of the game. And I want more basketball, and I want an all-star game, and I want to recognize these players for <coughs> having amazing seasons because this is something that, like, plays a big deal in these players' career in the sense of, like, getting paid more, like, all of that stuff. Like, this goes – this is, like, a legacy builder for a lot of these players, too. Like, I think it's just very important, and not having it due to the virus would just be, like – devastating to a lot of these players that are going to be making this game for the first year. Yeah. Maybe, Corey, to your point, though, you can still elect them and have all those benefits but not actually play the game. That's my biggest thing. Like, it, it doesn't matter to me as long as they just recognize those who – Yeah, just recognize it. I'm not saying yeah. – I don't want them to yeah. play it. That's my take. I don't want it to happen, but uh, but recognize them. Definitely recognize them. Yeah, these, like, career yeah. accolades. The, the craziest part about all of this, and it's kind of funny, like, just between all of us, like – they could elect them all, and I'm telling you, like, I want an all-star game and stuff, and for the same reason as you guys, like, I just want these guys to get recognition. Like, I'm telling you guys this, like, I don't even watch the all-star game. Like, I think it's, like, a waste of time, stupid. and it's stupid. 
I like the skills skills uh, Saturday night. That's pretty cool and stuff. But like, I do agree in the sense like watching the All Star game is kind of stupid anyway. So like, I think the new format they did last year ran to perfection. I I wanted them to keep doing that more. It's said like a final end score, like a goal, um, a goal score for the end game. of the game. I think that's I think that's a way to generate more interest. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Last last year was definitely something to talk about, and not even that. Like, it was just cool to see like them selecting the teams. What was it, LeBron and Giannis last Giannis. year? And they did the Kobe stuff yeah. too. I just remember yep, this. Yep. Yeah, Nick Nurse was the coach for that team, and I remember Kemba played an unnecessary amount of minutes that game, and he had knee problems ever since. Well, he was a starter. They have to play the starters a lot more. That was, I mean, they don't yeah, have I mean, to. Jimmy Butler got elected like three years ago. Didn't even touch the floor because he was hungover. Like you don't, you don't need to play these guys. You know, Nick Nurse did that because we were playing Toronto the next night or some shit. Yeah, who knows? And Kemba was... still feeling it. One thing I, I was thinking of though is, um, do you guys remember a couple of years ago when they, you know, the NBA usually does a big, uh, you know, it's like a festival in the NBA, right? That's the best way I could put it. All Star Weekend. But do you guys remember and uh, like the big press conference that they do with for, at All Star Weekend? Uh, Adam Silver released a jersey that could change. I think it was change color yeah, or yeah. change and numbers. Like, the numbers. Have you guys heard anything about that? Because I remember hearing about it, like, that's, that's sick. And then you just never heard anything from it again. Nah, nah I never even saw that. You got to look that up and post a blog about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll post it on the page if I can find the video again. I remember watching the video. It was, it was awesome. Nah, I know you're talking about. And he, like, he was like, it was like, oh, this is like LeBron jersey. And then it was Michael Jordan. I was like, what? Like, how did yeah, that happen? Yeah. It was sick. That's crazy. But that has been another episode of the GRD Podcast. As always, thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you guys leave the five-star rating on that podcast. Subscribe and like if you're on the YouTube side. And Hopefully you'll listen to this after the Celtics beat the Jazz. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, right, what are we? About 30 minutes from tip-off at the time of recording this. But until then, we'll catch you guys next week.